right now we have about 750 children waiting for their wishes. So there are a lot of children with critical illnesses throughout this local community that so many people can kind of jump in and help us in any way they can. The anticipation of a wish really has a healing power to it. Hi, I'm Jeff Holden, principal and founder of Multipoint Content Strategies and Hear Me Now Studio for podcast production. Many of our local nonprofit agencies have made our community better with their outlook of hope for those they serve. With economic headwinds facing most, if not all, I've offered our studio to produce a podcast for them to help tell their stories in their words to provide another opportunity to reach out for support at a time when so many of their fundraising efforts have become challenging. Our purpose in doing so is to inform and direct interested donors or volunteers to those organizations that do so much for us and keep that candle of hope burning brightly for all. Hello, my name is Ed Crane. My vocation is broadcast journalism, which has kept me busy for about 40 years. My avocation for the past 20 years is a wonderful charity that you've probably heard of. It's the Make-A-Wish Foundation, and specifically a chapter that is growing year after year Make-A-Wish of Northeastern California and Northern Nevada, a name that doesn't quite tell the whole story, as you'll hear in a moment. Joining me to tell you all about the great work and things that are happening is a very good friend and a wonderful ambassador and manager for Make-A-Wish, Jennifer Stolo, our chapter CEO. Hey, Jen. Hi, how are you? I'm doing great. So there's a saying that kind of sums up what's been going on the few months of 2020. God plans, man laughs. (laughs) <laughs> the, the COVID-19 virus in California in, in February, it seems now, ramped up in March just in time to knock out two mega fundraisers for Make-A-Wish, the Wine and Wishes event in April and our big Texas Hold'em party in May. Jen, that accounted for about a million dollars? Yeah, about a million dollars in loss for us. Yeah, it's been, it's been tough in this craziness. So for some of you who may not know the basics of Make-A-Wish, we grant about what, 300 wishes a year. Yeah, we're getting to be about 400 now, Ed. Right. To kids with life-threatening illnesses. Most of our kids do survive and thrive, and that's the great thing. But these wishes are expensive. They cost up to $10,000 each, maybe on average. Now on average, yes, they do. So that's why we need that million dollars. So we're out about a million now, but You've got some other ideas because you're a smart CEO. So tell us all about your next fundraiser. Well, we thought we'd try something a little different. Um, It's called Toast to Hope, and it will be our first virtual event ever. We decided to do it next Wednesday because next Wednesday is actually a very special day for Make-A-Wish. It's World Wish Day, uh, which marks the day the first wish was ever granted. Chris Gracious in Arizona, and that was 40 years ago. So on top of all of that, it's our 40-year anniversary World Wish Day next Wednesday. And so we thought we'll kick it off with this really different kind of event, a virtual event where everybody can join from all over the place. The great thing is you're going to be lovely in a gown, but the rest of us don't even have to wear pants. We don't want to. We just stay at home and just send in the money. Yes. And, you know, I think that's what makes this whole world so different these days. So luckily for me, I have a a, a lot of children. So they are my producers here. We're going to film everything from the house. In fact, tonight, we've got a red carpet that we've rolled out in the entryway. We've got a great backdrop. And we will all be in gowns. My daughter, Bella, actually will be the host to kick off the event. And uh, we're just going to make this pretty fun and different. Are you going to be wearing masks? We'll just, we'll be here with just the kids. So we'll be safe among the immediate family. Uh, No one else will be joining us. It'll just be us here. But we've worked with a, a team 
outside of here that have been putting together some fabulous videos. Um, we'll be showcasing our wish heroes, which are our donors, our volunteers, our staff, everybody that has really come together to help our kids at, at this time when they need us most. And so we'll also have an online auction that'll kick off a day before so people can come on and bid. And then we'll have an opportunity that people can make gifts that night if they're inspired to do so. We have some wonderful sponsors for the event and operating engineers as an event for us every year. And unfortunately they've had to postpone. And so because of that, they wanted to get involved in this way. So they are our presenting sponsor. And then we're also lucky enough to have the Wynn family, Tom and Julie Wynn, were actually the donors of the land where our current wishing place sits. And they will be making a large matching gift next Wednesday night that people can join in and feel it's not like enough they, can... that they gave you the land. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So they're still coming along with us helping us in every way they can. So it should be it should be a really fun time. We're looking forward to it. Let's talk a little bit about the mechanics of this, how you uh, can contact Make-A-Wish to make a donation or how you can find out what the auction items are. And again, if you're listening to us now, write down Wednesday, April 29th. That's the day. Kicks off at six o'clock? Correct. I guess the website is its YouTube website, right? That's right. It's mawcanv.com forward slash toast. And so you're you, toast if you don't go. You're right. Exactly. You'll, <laughs> you'll want to have fun. In fact, you know, we encourage everybody, you know, pull up a chair, grab, grab a drink, grab your, grab a meal, sit with your family. Since it's on YouTube, if you've got a smart TV, you can just watch it on your TV and then you can have your other device handy that you can be making a donation or bidding on the auction. Sounds great. And you don't have the expenses, all that food and wine either, right? That's right. Exactly. Yes. Let's talk a little bit about, and everyone has been impacted by COVID-19. We are certainly not alone. Every nonprofit's been hit. A lot of profit companies have been hit. And of course, as I speak to you now, 26 million people have filed for unemployment. But besides the revenue aspect that has sort of disappeared temporarily, make a wish is a, we grant wishes to kids, big wishes. They used to go on cruises. They used to go to Disneyland. They used to fly places. And, and those are not options right now. What kind of wishes are you granting at the moment? Yeah, you know, we've been chatting with our kids, uh, certainly giving them the option to change their wish if they're wanting something right now or continue to wait. So we have those conversations, but it's been fun actually to send out a lot of kids, you know, right now they're doing the same thing that we're doing. We're kind of locked up in our home and how do you communicate with the world? So we're seeing a lot of kids wish for laptops, a lot of kids, kids wishing for gaming computers. So anything, shopping sprees, anything that we can send out to them, we're doing that right now. We have about 33 wishes over the next couple months that we feel that we can bring a lot of joy to children in their homes right now. And the best part about this is we launched something called the Hope Patrol. And the Hope Patrol is actually helping us to deliver some of those. Uh, the Sacramento Sheriff's Department has gotten involved. They helped deliver actually a camper to a young girl just recently in Sacramento last week. And so we're just kind of rallying everybody to kind of help us, you know, drop gifts off at porches, deliver wishes if we can, uh, because we know, you know, all those travel wishes right now, we just have to wait. Well, we are an organization that has been growing leaps and bounds, and it takes money to do all the things that we need to do. 400 wishes, as I mentioned, about 10,000 a wish, so you can do the math there. And, and the expansion in the different chapters. Tell us about, well, we knew you expanded early on a couple of years ago in your tenure to uh, Nevada, and then um, here comes Bakersfield, and here comes Fresno. <laughs> That's right. Yes. Last year, um, we went ahead and realigned our chapter, and we acquired the central 
Valley region. And so we have an office based in Fresno and another one down in Bakersfield. We pretty much go from the edge of LA all the way up to the Oregon border, uh, minus San Francisco. That's a separate chapter of its own. And then all of Nevada except Las Vegas. So we're 45 counties wide across two states. Like you said, a little bit over 400 wishes that we granted last year. And right now we have about 750 children waiting for their wishes. So there are a lot of children with critical illnesses throughout this local community that so many people can kind of jump in and help us in any way they can. I'd like to tell you a little bit about Make-A-Wish from a different perspective. I am a -A Make-A-Wish dad. Uh, My son, Brian, had a terminal illness. And unfortunately, we lost Brian, but he had probably the best trip of his life through Make-A-Wish before he got really sick. And this is back in 2000. I was just so impressed with the organization. I said to my wife, I have to do something for these people. I, I, you know, we're not, we're not really rich, but we have some skills and we have some time and, and let's put them all together. And so in, uh, I guess around 2004 or five, I uh, had the pleasure of being put on the board in Long Island. And then in 2008, we came out here to take our career west. And uh, I got involved with the chapter here and I was fortunate enough to be on the board and then become the board chair. And I got to tell you, I, I was the board chair and I think we we're doing about 250 wishes and now you're doing 400. So, I mean, we're, we've almost doubled in what, five years? Yep, that's right, Ed. We sure have. So again, that, that takes money, that takes more, more talent, more volunteers, and that's something else. If we know that the money situation is a little tight for people now, jobs are tight, but if you have some time to volunteer, we would love to have you. Let's talk a little bit, Jen, about some of the the donors that you have and the great people who've delivered on wishes. Yeah, you know, there's just there's so many great people out there that we are very fortunate to have some incredible supporters and in, even through this difficult time. You know, when we think about um, this upcoming event, you know, a lot of a lot of charities out there right now are thinking maybe that's not the right conversation. And it's been really wonderful for us to be able to reach out certainly to all of our donors, check in on them, make sure they're doing okay. And of course, they ask how Make-A-Wish is doing and how they can still help. And so it's been amazing to see sponsors for this upcoming event. People are still helping us to adopt these wishes. You know, like I said earlier, there's 33 wishes that we've identified right now that we can grant over the next couple of months. And, you know, children out there really need our, our feeling of hope. You know, this is what I've learned that is so interesting right now is um, we're actually walking in their footsteps. So often kids talk about that they're actually, because of their immune systems, they are having to stay at home. They are feeling isolated. They don't get to go to school often. And this is what we're all experiencing. And so to think about how that we're actually walking in their shoes makes it very real for us. You know, it's the first time I think that we've really been able to fully understand, you know, what a child and their family feels like to have a critical illness and not be able to do all the things that um, we normally get to do. And so to have supporters to come and recognize that and know that these children need us more than ever. You know, I think sometimes people think, that because wishes are on hold right now, that we don't need the help that we do. You know, we're so many people look at helping the basic need, but when I think about a wish, a wish is a basic need for these kids. It is so critical for them on their journey back to health and to be able to experience that hope and that joy in such difficult times on top of the difficult times that we're all in right now. It is a critical point. You know, when we talk about that 75% of our kids go on to live long and healthy lives, and that is a very hopeful story that, that we always message out there. But we know that there still are what we refer to as rush wishes. And that is a really important thing for us to keep an eye on right now is that there are kids out there that can't wait for their wishes. And so people coming forward and really recognizing how important it is that we make sure that we grant a child's wish right now 
it's somewhat critical. And, and I'm really fortunate to know that there are people out there that understand how important this is for us right now. Well, if you are listening to this, you probably have some sort of an association with Make-A-Wish. But for those of you who are just, you know, casually interested in the charity or, or maybe just casually involved, it's amazing that we can grant almost 400 wishes a year to kids in our area and other parts of California. And some of the wishes are, you know, you, you had the garbage man, uh, you had Batman. We've had some kind of famous wishes here. But uh, several years ago, we were in Phoenix for a, a national meeting, and one of the doctors made a presentation that I, I have taken with me, and I'll never forget it. He said that Make-A-Wish and the idea of the Make-A-Wish trip is a pain reliever for kids. It's, it's like Tylenol or morphine or anything else. He said it, it literally relieves their pain, it relieves some of their anxiety. And as a parent who went through a trip, I can tell you, it's, it just takes your mind off all the doctors and all the pain <clears throat> and all the the inconveniences that you go through, changing your work hours maybe because you have doctor's appointment or, or your child needs to you know, get treatment, et cetera. So this is a big deal, this wish for just not just the kids, but the families too. And of course, our policy is that if a child has siblings, the siblings go on the wish too for this trip. So yeah. everybody benefits. And, you know, it's, Ed, it's, um, it's interesting. I think, you know, when the organization started 40 years ago, as we just said, you know, next week marks our 40 year anniversary. And um, it did start as a, as an organization for children with terminal illnesses. And as we move fast forward, you know, as I just mentioned, 75% of our kids go on to live long and healthy lives. And certainly that's because of so much of the medical advances that we know over the years. But it's been interesting to see recent studies when I think people think of a wish sometimes as just a nice to have. It actually is a need to have. And studies are showing some direct correlation of, you know, how a child really journeys back to health when they are aware that that's something uh, magical is coming, you know, something they have something to look forward to. The anticipation of a wish is truly healing. You know, we talk about that wishes do have the power to heal. And there are studies, as you just mentioned, Dr. Patel, that, that you saw last year, uh, done a recent study. And it's amazing to see, you know, a, a group of children that have had wishes and a group of children that have not. And that very significant differences that we see, uh, less hospital stays, less emergency room visits, more response to their treatment plans. There is something in that that the power of a wish really has a healing power to it. Let me ask you if you could give some direction to people who might want to volunteer uh, besides writing a check for Make-A-Wish, maybe volunteer at the wishing place, volunteer to uh, meet the kids and talk about their wishes. How, how does that? Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. and we, we need an army of, of volunteers. You know, they really are the heart of everything that we do. And in fact, this week is National Volunteer Week. And so we've been celebrating them all week and they've been critical even at this time. So, you know, 400 wishes, that takes an army of people. There's only 30 of us staff and there's no way we could do it alone. So, so we have about 450 volunteers across our chapter, but believe it or not, we actually need more, Ed, especially in our Central Valley area. That's a, a critical area. We have a fast growing number of wishes. And so people can go to our website and find different ways they can volunteer. What's been neat is that we've um, had the time to do so many online volunteer opportunities. So people can jump on right now. Every single week, we have a regular orientation on Friday that's just an hour long. And once people take that, if they want to move another step forward to becoming a wish grantor, which I can personally say is the most magical, I think, part of Make-A-Wish is to be able to explore with a child their heartfelt wish and have those discussions and listen to them dream and talk with them about that. It's an awesome opportunity to be a wish grantor. And so we have a two-hour training 
uh, online as well that people can do. And then one step further that we're encouraging our wish granters right now who have been trained in that area is that we need people to do virtual wish visits right now. We have 200 of our 700 kids that actually need to actually have their wish visit, which is that time to explore their heartfelt wish. And so volunteers that are in that training space can come forward and uh, do a, a fun Zoom call with a wish kid and do a virtual wish visit and get their, their wish moving in a positive direction so that when we come out of all of this and the restrictions are listed, that we're ready to grant that child's wish. So going to our website, our Make-A-Wish website would be an awesome way for people to get involved. All right. And if you're a business person, we always welcome in-kind donations, depending on what the wish is, whether it's uh, a limousine ride or whether it's maybe uh, people who can construction who might be building a, a, some sort of a project for a child, et cetera, et cetera. So there are lots of ways for you to make a contribution, get a tax deduction, and most importantly, feel just great for what you did. Want to revisit, uh, Jen, the Toast to Hope on Wednesday, April 29th. We're happening on World Wish Day. People will get on their computers and see you in a beautiful gown. <laughs> That's right. Well, you know, as, as we kind of stay in this lockdown mode, you know, as I said, I'm, I'm grateful to have a number of kids that can um, help with the filming option of this here in our home. But um, what we've been doing that's actually been a little bit of fun, too. Nationally, we have a campaign going on that's called Messages of Hope. And what we've been doing is asking people to go onto their social media platforms and to send messages of hope to our children that are waiting for their wishes. Get creative. We've seen a lot of people do some fun videos, uh, fun messages, different pictures and, and recordings. And our celebrities have gotten heavily involved in this. They have, they've kind of led the way. And every week we have a new celebrity sending out a message to hope on some social media platform. Actor Ryan Reynolds led that charge for us a few weeks ago. So we've kind of taken it to the local level and said, you know, how can we showcase those messages of hope now that our community has really gotten involved in? So um, I grabbed hold of my oldest daughter that's uh, staying here with us. Uh, her name's Bella. She's 23. And she is a lot of fun. So she created what's called Wish Weekly. We live stream that every Wednesday at 7 o'clock on Facebook. And it's a fun little campy way that we kind of joke around about some things, but then showcase some amazing messages of hope that people have been doing for us, whether that's a celebrity, whether that's a volunteer sending a message, a wish kid doing their own. And as we've launched this Hope Patrol, as we've called it, we've partnered up with the Sacramento Sheriff's team, and they are actually helping us with those messages of hope by delivering some of these, these children's wishes. So we're, we're showcasing that every Wednesday night as well, too. So the fun part about Toast to Hope is that we thought, well, it happens to be on a Wednesday night. So we're going to kick it off with our Wish Weekly, and Bella will kick it off, and she will be on the red carpet actually showcasing some of our celebrity staff who from their homes will be in their gowns and making fun videos. So the evening will kick off in a really fun way that people will be able to feel like they are definitely watching a red carpet show. And then we'll launch into some inspiring stories from our wish kids and others. Oh, I wish I could join you. But I don't have a gown. so yeah. Well, you can put on anything. I've actually seen people in a gown of toilet paper roll. So, you know, people are getting very creative around this. So at the top of this podcast, we told you a little bit about how our misfortune through COVID-19 is the, the loss, the temporary loss, they'll be rescheduled, of two big fundraising events. And have they been rescheduled? They have. One of them at least has a date right now. So November 21st will be our Wine and Wishes event. We'll be actually over at Sac State in one of their large ballrooms. 
Uh, they have come forward in a wonderful way. President Nelson at Sac State is an incredible man and uh, invited us to come and have our event there and uh, has made it a lot less expensive for us in these times. So we're really excited. That's again, Saturday, November 21st. Sac State will be sending out some more information about that. We will be also continuing to honor, as we were had planned to do this month, the Teals, Julie and Michael Teal, who own Rayleigh's. The grocery store. <laughs> right, right. They've been very busy at the grocery store these days. So um, we'll have a lot to honor uh, them as we, uh, as we kick off that event on November 21st. But we will be honoring them. They've been longtime supporters uh, of Make-A-Wish been very instrumental in helping us grant so many wishes. And as we all know, they're just great philanthropists out in our community. So we're looking forward to, to doing that. When it comes to our Texas Hold'em Poker Tournament that's normally at Morton's, uh, we are still exploring some dates. We are hopeful to do that in October. And we may even change it to a Friday afternoon and invite people out to wherever we're going to be from, from one to seven. So we're still planning that, but we, we want to make sure that people understand that everything is postponed. Uh, because it's not canceled. We continue to say that hope is not canceled. And so we just want to postpone things and have something for all of us to look forward to. And while you're sheltering at home, if you uh, love Make-A-Wish, if you'd like to just drop off a check or send a check, we would certainly welcome it. Out of sight, out of mind, unfortunately. Uh, and it's a story for a lot of people, a lot of businesses. And we hope that everybody can, can get back to the best of their ability when this thing does end. But uh, let me remind you one more time, a toast a host, a toast to hope. <laughs> a toast to uh, hope. Yeah, on Wednesday, the 29th, coming up next week, uh, also happens to be World Wish Day, and we're going to have an auction, and we're going to hope hopefully raise a lot of money. What are some of the auction items, Jen? You know? Oh, so we've got a handful of trips, and as you can imagine, we wanted to make sure we have trips that have absolutely no blackout dates and no expiration dates. So uh, I think our two highlights are uh, Hawaii. We've got a fabulous place in Hawaii that we can send you to when all of this is over as well as an incredible home up in Tahoe. And as people are watching that evening, we will have our wish kids actually announcing all of those auction items that people can be bidding on. So watch for those two. Those are two of my two favorites. Now, is there a credit card sign up like you have at the real events when they go on uh, so you can monitor your bidding? Um, so actually, yeah, as soon as you log on, and uh, like I said, the auction will probably start uh, the day before, so you can actually start bidding early. And as soon as you log on there, um, you can start making uh, your bids. And then yes, it will collect your credit card and you are the successful bidder and take home a lot of things. We plan to ship things out. Uh, we plan for what we call the porch fairies to deliver things to your porches. We will make sure you get your item. All right, so this is a great organization. Again, we don't want it to be uh, out of sight and out of mind. Keep us in your charity thoughts and your, your charity giving. If you haven't done your taxes yet and you would like a little write-off, come see us. And again, the next event, A Toast to Hope, virtual auction on Wednesday, April 29th. Jen, thanks for joining us and, and keep up the great work at Make-A-Wish. Thanks so much, Ed. It's always so great to hear your voice. It's my expectation that this podcast may have shed a little light on an organization you didn't know about or may have gained an interest in. If what you heard moved you, please reach out and find a way you can support their cause. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your support and for allowing us all to benefit from a healthy, vibrant, and caring community. Together, we'll emerge stronger.